right, welcome back to another edition of Tailgate Season presented by the Colcans Network. I am Logan sitting here with Jordan and Kenny Stats. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And as always, click the link in the description of this podcast that says click here to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, any questions, any comments, or as Jordan told you last episode, if you just want to tell us to fuck ourselves, that's the place to do it too. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com for blog content and merch. All right, let's before we get into the Pitt and Miami college football preview, let's um, start off with the voicemail box. We had one jump in uh, over <laughs> over the weekend. Um, so here is one from a listener named Friday Night Jimmy. <laughs> First of all, go fuck yourselves. My real question here is for Wolfpack Jordan. Uh, Wolfpack Jordan. After back-to-back years of close losses, how do you see this year's matchup between NC State and UNC and Carter Finley? As uh, Theo Vaughn would say, gang, gang. So, yeah, I like that. Wolfpack Jordan, what's your response for Friday Night Jimmy? (laughs) First of all, I really did enjoy the good fuck yourself. I'm glad. Glad somebody told us to do that because I feel like there's a lot more people that want to tell us that, but don't, don't do it. So please do that if you want to. We we love the voicemail. We love the interactions from the band. Um, but also, <laughs> um, I I think it's going to be. So we're at Carter Finley this year. Um, I haven't seen past couple of years. It's been you know different. Uh, last year we should have won playing four string quarterback. Didn't work out very well. I was there in attendance. I took money off this Friday night, Jimmy. Um, because because I, he he was betting me that state wasn't going to lose, um, well that was going to lose. But then uh, the year before I had a heartbreaker because one of my buddies decided to tweet me after we got nine points and say, "Oh, we got it," and I'm like, "You fucking idiot!" Thank you. And so that happened. I think it's not going to be a three peat. I think Carolina wins this game. So that's my answer to you, Friday night, Jimmy, and you could go fuck yourself. On that, so that's what I think is going to happen. Well, he didn't ask me, but I've been saying it for weeks. Carolina's going eleven and one this year, and their only loss is Georgia Tech. So, ispo facto, they're going to beat State at Carter Finley this season. All right, appreciate the call, Friday night, Jimmy. Let's jump into. Uh, we'll start with Pitt because uh, the guy at the helm up in Pittsburgh is Jordan's favorite coach in all of college football. That is uh, n- known football guy Pat Narduzzi. Um, Real quick, guys, any any thoughts on the Pitt Panthers this year? You know, Phil the Jerks or Kovic is under center for the Panthers. Um, they were a solid team last year, won the ACC two years ago. What do you think for Pitt this season? Well, anytime, go ahead, Kenshin, I'll anytime I, I, I like uh, using the nickname Phil the Jerk Jerkovic, uh, I think he's. I I, I don't really know what all went down at Boston college because I mean, he was injured. He was, it it was a lot of things that happened. I feel like on the outside, not on the football field was the reason why he ended up leaving Boston college and landing at Pitt. Um, But I think he's an overall good quarterback. I don't think he's an NFL caliber quarterback. I could, I could see him being that quarterback in like two or three years from now being showing up on like an XFL game or like a Canadian football game. Be like, Oh dude, I remember old field, the jerk Dracovich. He's fun to watch. Let's, let's watch him throw it down the, down the field. Like he used to back in the day. 
Um, so I think I think he's he's definitely not a Kenny Pickett by any means, but he's he's a I think he's better than uh, what was it Slovis last year? Yeah, Keaton Slovis. Yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely a, a step up from him, but he's not on the Kenny Pickett level. Um, so I think Pitt's going to be kind of a they're they're going to have a good team this year. I, I, I their defense is always going to be their defense. Um, I don't think there's a chance that they they're probably I mean, making that's it a true statement, and their their offense will also also always be their offense. Well, okay, so it's a little bit of the standard is the standard kind of thing going there, but, but. <laughs> and the team that scores more points will win the game. <laughs> Back uh, okay, to you, okay, Jordan. Logan. Okay, okay, Logan. Okay, Logan. <laughs> going with the preview here. Okay, just saying their defense is always going to be good is what I mean by when I say the defense is the defense. Okay, the standard is the standard. His defense is always going to be one of the best ones in the conference. Top tier in the in the nation, maybe not one of the best in the nation, but one of the top tier levels of, of the of college football in general. So I, I would say that Pitt's going to be good. They're not going to be terrible. I'd be shocked. I did see where somebody predicted him to go like three and nine this year. And I was like, mm, that's not going to happen. I've looked at the schedule. They're going to win more than three games here. Um, so that's that's what I've got right now from Pitt before we go really deep into their schedule. All right, WPJ. <laughs> no, that, we're not. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Uh, so hey, the fans have called in and declared uh, the Earwolf Pack Jordan. That's not even a fan. That's family now. Um, he doesn't count. <laughs> so the, the uh, yeah, that's right. James White, not Friday Night Jimmy. I know you. Your opinion doesn't matter. The um the six starters they lost six starters on the defense kitchen. Just so you know, um, Pitt did. However, <laughs> okay, so I feel like losing people on the defense for Pitt it it sucks, but they're still Pitt. Pitt's got a good defense. It, yeah. It's next man up mentality. I feel like so that's not really a big deal in my book. They uh now Pat Norduzzi I feel like is a. Is a defensive guy. If I don't, I don't. If I had to guess with his football, he's a football guy, as Logan says. I, I think is I think the defense is going to be no problem. They, I mean, you lose six starters any side of the ball, it's a difference. But I think they'll have him okay. They lost their running back, um, which he was a very I thought a very good running back for Pitt. Um, so you lose him, but. I think they get a step up in quarterback. If not a step up, maybe more of a kind of uh, average. Like it's just it's the same. It's no, I don't think it's a step up or down. So, with that being said, I think Pitt's going to be okay. I think Pitt's definitely going to win more than three games. Um, they they just tend to be a team that shows up, get bowl eligible, do their thing, ho hum. Let's get it. I mean, let's go to another bowl. So I don't think anything's going to change with that. But we'll see what happens, how the defense is with that. But I think the offense is going to be fine. Um, they can probably take that loss a little better on as the running back. If that's all they lost, depends on the offensive line play. But I, I think I think Pitt will be just fine this year. I think they get bowl eligible, and they'll be okay. Yeah, I think Pitt's going to be pretty solid this year. I think Dracovic, if he stays healthy, which is the, the key part always with Phil, um, is going to be good at quarterback for them. And as Kenny you know, put it, the defense is the defense. So standard is the standard. (laughs) 
Let's go ahead and put that on a shirt. Let's 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 go ahead and put that on a shirt. The defense is the defense. Let's put it in the store, Logan. The defense is the defense. I will I will wear the shit out of that shirt everywhere we go for the tailgate tour. (laughs) All right. Well, give us the uh, the over under courtesy of DraftKings. Courtesy of DraftKings, uh, as of recording this podcast, Pitt is sitting at seven wins as their over under. The over is the slight favorite at minus 120. Under is plus 100. And looking at this schedule for Pitt, that's a, that's a tough. I, I wish it was a half. I wish there was either a seven and a half or a six and a half because looking at the schedule, it makes me want to play the under. And I think I'm going to play the under, but it's going to pain me to do it. Because I, I, again, I, I don't really like Pat Narduzzi, but he has good football teams, and they always seem to find a way to be like seven and five or eight and four. Which this year seven and five would be a push. So, but God, either way, I'm going to go with under. I hate it. The schedule's kind of tough, so I'm going to go under that seven. My uh, so I'm I'm kind of with you on the wish it was one way or the other on the hook. Um. But my, my rule of thumb here is if I don't know and you got one of those as plus money with a chance to push, I'm going to take that chance. So I'm going to go with the under seven also, just because I think six starters is a big loss. Um, granted, I don't know what they did to transfer portal wise, but I, I think that I'm going under there for the seven. So uh, what was the line again? Seven. Seven wins. The over was the slight favorite. Give me the over. Not mm. a boy. Not mm. a boy. I, I'm, I'm trusting you, Kenny. Since you said you've seen the schedule, so I'm, I'm trusting you on your 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 football knowledge here and going with the under with you. I'm riding. Well, hopefully, hopefully it's, I don't contradict myself. He, he's trusting you because his Kenny picks it. <laughs> Can he pick little, <laughs> little pit oh, humor for you? Oh, dude! Didn't, wasn't it a couple of years ago too? They had a kicker named Blewett. Yeah, yeah they did. Dude, dude, Pitt is killing it with these guys. They need to have a a cornerback with the last name Pickett. That'd be that'd be even better. <laughs> so uh, we'll jump into the week by week breakdown of the schedule. As always, we hit him with week zero. Unfortunately, Pitt is not playing in week zero. Uh, maybe next year. So week one is the FCS opponent of the season. They take on the Wofford Terriers and uh, whatever okay. they call the yeah, what, <laughs> whatever they call the, the stadium now in, in Pittsburgh. It's not Heinz Field anymore. And I feel like last episode, that's all we talked about was 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 uh, renaming stadiums and, and why being Jordan are upset that all these stadiums have been the same name for years are now changed because of corporate sponsorship. Um, but I believe it's something about like Bet Rivers, I think is uh, is the they own the, the the stadium or something now, but whatever. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh either way, uh Wofford is is coming to town, FCS opponent. In order to get the over for you which we're not playing the over here on this win total, but still it's FCS opponent. If you lose to an FCS opponent, you're, you're going to suck the rest of the season, especially week one. So I got Pitt winning this one. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Pitt to win this, and I think it's a it's a good starting point. I don't think it's. I mean, starting off with that, you got with all your losses and stuff like that. I, th- I think it's I think it's a good thing to get on track here. So I think Pitt wins this pretty easily. I mean, it shouldn't be too much to this game. So I'm a big fan of Terriers. I, I'm sitting <laughs> here with my my ten year old Terrier Bella as we are recording this podcast. Been a big terrier guy my whole life. Love those Jack Russell Terriers. But I'm not feeling the Wofford Terriers. I'm feeling the Pitt Panthers, and Pitt Panthers take care of business on their march to the over of seven. I like that. That was good. You should have got Bella to give us a pick. <laughs> that's that's what we need to do. We need to have our picks, and then you need to do the bowl thing with Bella and let her pick the same games this year. That would get the people going for sure. <laughs> see see if uh, if if the dog can beat me because I guarantee she probably will. Um, week two, uh, Pitt takes on Cincinnati in the. Uh, uh, this is the first year of Scott Satterfield at, at head coach, the former Louisville head coach, uh, the man who's been failing up his, his whole college football career, in my opinion. But that's another yep. uh, that's another podcast for another day. Um, so Cincinnati's still a good football team. Um, it's their first year in the Big 12. So I think it'll be a little bit of growing pains. But for some reason, I got Cincinnati winning this one. Um, I think it's mainly based off of the success they've had in recent years. And I think they could probably just win this one like a, you know, last second field goal or a last second touchdown to win the game or something like that. I, I could see that happening. So for that, I'm just going to say the Bearcats win. Where is this one at? This is at Pitt. Yeah, at Pitt. Back to back home games. Um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati here, too. Uh, I think that <laughs> it's for me to get my under, I have to do this. Um, maybe maybe now this, this the offense is for Cincinnati. Maybe they'll expose a little bit of this pit defense, which you can with the six starters gone. So I'm going to go with the Bearcats. It ain't 2021. Cincinnati ain't going to the CFP again. They're still a solid team, but you know who else is solid? The Pitt Panthers and Pat Narduzzi. And this is going to be one of the first games on the uh, being broadcast on the CW network. So Pitt's going to make the conference proud when a, a Big Twelve when their matchup against a Big Twelve team and go to two and zero on the season. Or it would be par for the course for that shitty TV rights deal that we have with the CW that Pitt falls on their face as the now, first ACC team in the CW. I'm not upset about the CW network for two reasons. One, I believe it's not cable, it's broadcast. So you're going to get some it's like you're going to get some extra eyeballs because it's free. But two, the this actually does it's not like a big deal in the sense of like it's going to be as big as the big conglomeration deals that the Big 10 put together, but this does increase the payout for the team. So this it wasn't like this was a bad deal. We just myself included like to make fun of it because this is the network that airs uh The Flash and Supergirl. <laughs> and uh, Pitt and Teller magic shows on Sunday nights. I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> you just can't take this network seriously. I mean, it's got Live Golf, and Live Golf at this point is kind of on their last uh, leg since the PGA and them merged together. So, 
I don't know what to think about the CW deal. I mean, it probably is on paper pretty good for him for the conferences and kind of made everybody a little bit happier. Probably not all the way happier, but I mean, we'll just time will tell. Hopefully, it won't be a shit show. I guess it's a whole lot better than being on Valley Sports. I mean, Valley Sports yes. just kind of went belly up anyway. It, so, well, at least we can get the CW. True. I would, like true. I, would, I literally had to get a VPN. And put it on my computer just to be able to watch NC State basketball because of Bally Sports. It being blacked out in this region is crazy without a, a Bally subscription. I won't got to pay another subscription. So I just <laughs> bought a VPN one time for the year and worked wonders. Why would so you want to watch football Bally. basketball? Well, because we make the tournament. Uh, that's Where did you guys play listen. last year? Uh, uh, we, we took the year off. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to put it, Jordan. That's a great way to put it. Took the year off. Uh, focusing on, we're just focusing on ourselves. We're we're just focusing on ourselves. Does uh, so the CW? You know, maybe this gives us a little bit of that weird, and this is really a stretch. Weird Raycom, maybe maybe a little Raycom's thing there. You know, it's I, not the worst I did, thing. I did get a little bit of a uh, nostalgia being a. Watching uh, watching BRL or or any of those other CBS affiliates, and uh, it'd be like at nine o'clock on like a Tuesday night, and then they would say like your shows are going to come on at three o'clock in the morning. Set your set your uh, (laughs) BCRs accordingly or whatever. So so you definitely do get a little bit of nostalgia with being on the CW and look at it this way programming, but it's not really. Look at it this way. When and come basketball, when you get done watching Virginia Tech at Boston College and Syracuse at Pitt on the hardwood, you can cap off the night with some reruns of the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe if that's your thing. Yeah, I won't be watching. I, 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 <laughs> the CW will will uh, be turned immediately once the game is over with. I will not be watching the programming on the CW after uh, ACC games. <laughs> So uh, week three is the first road game of the year for Pitt. They travel up to West Virginia and face off against their rivals, the Mountaineers. Um, this this is we're talking about uh, the CW and the ACC deal, and you know everybody's talking about Cal and Stanford joining SMU, taking a pay cut, whatever, whatever. We need to find a way to bring West Virginia. To the ACC, so we can reignite the pit in West Virginia. The is it the backyard brawl? I think it's what yep. it's called. Yeah, that that rivalry. That rivalry has not been active in a long time. So I'm glad to see this this game coming back, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a fun one again, just like last year's. Um, I think West Virginia wins it just because it's at West Virginia, and I think the home team typically wins these games. I'm probably wrong and misremembering last year's game. But uh, I, I, that's what I think. I think West Virginia wins this one. Yeah, I, it's the backyard brawl, and that is one of those that's actually fun to watch. And it was, I think, it was one of the first games last year was Pitt and West Virginia. And I remember Pitt winning me money one way if they maybe they didn't win, but they covered something along those lines. Um, but I'm with you. I think West Virginia wins this game, and so now I got Pitt at one and two. I think West Virginia is going to be one of the worst teams in the Big 12 this year. 
Excellent. And I think that Pitt is going to go up to West Virginia and win this game. That is if they're prepared for that September 16th frigid weather that Kenshin was talking about last last episode. If they if they can get past that and they should, they're from Pittsburgh. But if they can get past that, I think they went on the road and they go to three and zero on the season. I'm never letting that one down. The frigid weather nope. comment that uh, that one's that one's going to live in infamy forever with the '86 Bears. Uh, and yes, last year Pitt won 38-31. So the the home team is going to is is going to win in that one for for me at least. Uh, but, all right. So just to make sure. Both of y'all have West Virginia winning. Or I got Pitt. He's got Pitt. Pitt, Pitt winning. Pitt winning. Okay. Three and no start. All right. Uh, week four uh, is Jordan's favorite team, the UNC Tar Heels, go up to Pittsburgh and uh, face off against them. Plain and simple, Drake Mays, the better quarterback. Uh, he will slice and dice the defense and uh, – Go on to getting used to playing in an NFL stadium because he'll probably be playing in that stadium at some point in, in the next couple of years. Uh, so give me Carolina to win this one. Nope. Give me Pitt. That's a house of horrors in there for Carolina. There's a lot of house of horrors for Carolina. So I'm going with Pitt to win this game because uh, we, for some reason, play bad at Heinz Field. Well, now it's Bet Rivers or whatever the hell it's called. Um, so give me. Pitt to win this game. Pitt's gonna be riding high, three and zero, going on uh, bringing the Tar Heels in home, but they're gonna be running into a bus all with that juggernaut that's gonna be in Chapel Hill this year on their way to an eleven and one season. Only lost Georgia Tech, so Pitt gets their hangs their first loss of the year and go, falls to three and one after Heisman Trophy winning Drake May throws for seven thousand yards against Narduzzi's vaunted defense. Carolina. I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm calling it like I see it. Yeah. I, I honestly cannot wait till we preview Carolina. Like it's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> uh week five. Uh Pitt goes on the road uh to Blacksburg in a some people probably won't call it a rivalry, but I will call it a rivalry. Uh taking on Virginia Tech. Um, I think they take care of business because Virginia Tech is is I, I think they're I think Pitt's a better team than Virginia Tech. Also, I feel like Pat Narduzzi has their number. I have to I, I have a bad habit of saying things and then looking it up and being like, shit, I shouldn't have said it. But I still feel like Pitt, just judging on how they've been the past couple of years, I feel like they beat Virginia Tech most of these years. So I'm gonna go with uh with with the with with Pitt winning this one. I'm uh yeah, I'm going with Pitt here. I just think that they're a better team than Virginia Tech is right now anyway. And so it's just plain and simple. Pitt wins this game. Look, I I'm just being realistic here. And I I'm I I'm sure the Hokie fans probably think that I hate them, and I promise you guys I don't. I don't understand everyone giving Virginia Tech this much respect. Uh they won three games last year. Pitt won nine. Virginia Tech's not winning this ball game this season. Like, it's just plain and simple. Pitt wins four and one. I think the reason why a lot of people are—I wouldn't say—hyping up Virginia Tech it's this year from is New Jersey. Well, it's it's a little bit of that, and it's a little bit of it's not Justin Fuente. 
at head coach anymore. So I understand the excitement and I respect that. But the reality is if this was Syracuse, you give the same coaching staff and the same roster, but you put Syracuse on their jersey. No one's going to be talking about eight and four, seven and five. Like, come on. Virginia Tech will be back to bowl eligibility in short order, but let's not get it. Let's not have these grand illusions of going from three to eight wins. Illusions of grandeur. Uh, <laughs> that that's a we're gonna have to remember that one about Virginia Tech. <laughs> These illusions of grandeur we're we're conjuring up here uh, for them. But yeah, I, I think we're gonna uh, agree to disagree on that one. But I did. Yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see when uh when they, they don't have down. a quarterback. Their own fans don't even like their quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say nobody likes Grant. I <laughs> the Wells. Uh, Marshall didn't like him. That's why they sent him down to Blacksburg. <laughs> we'll have to, uh, we need to get Joe and, and Dan back on the podcast and just get them to talk about Grant Wills, especially if he like throws like four picks first weekend or something. Uh, if he starts to stink, we got to get them back on and have them rant because I'm sure it'd be a good one. Um, so going into actually, I think I'd put that wrong for you because you got the Hokies winning. I mean, no, Pitt winning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. So the bye week. Uh, we have is 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 this week, week six. Um, so an early early bye week for Pitt. So at this point, I have Pitt at two and three. Jordan has them at three and two, and Logan has them at four and one. So so pretty pretty different uh, opinion for once for us guys. Uh, week seven, Pitt is. Host Louisville, a team that we've been hyping up pretty good. Um, but I think that Louisville is going to lose this game. Mm. Uh, basing, basically saying that the bye week to prepare for Louisville, I think, is going to be Louisville's downfall. And I think Pitt's going to have a good strategy, good game plan. As much as I don't like Pite Narduzzi, I think I'm going to go with him when it comes to any kind of two-week um, strategy and how to beat an opponent. So I'm going to go with Pitt winning this one. I'm I'm going to go with the cards here. Um, I, I think that Louisville's a better team. I think that uh, Louisville's just you know got more talent from the transfer portal and what they got going on there, and. Like I said, uh, it's a broken record here with the defense, but I mean, it's a lot to replace. So I, I think that Louisville wins this game. I'm not going to wax poetic about Louisville like I have in the past few weeks. Everybody knows where I stand. If you don't listen to the previous episode, but I'm high on the cards to be solid team this year. I think they beat Pitt. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game because I think it's relatively evenly matched. I think it's going to be a, um, a, a close game, but I think the cards end up end up taking it yep yep and as always if uh always go back and listen to the previews of, of previous episodes always uh like and subscribe and five star reviews only uh week eight uh pit travels to my favorite school wake forest um i'm not going to make any bones about it i said nice things about wake forest on their on the the preview um pit's going to win this game Pitt's going to win big, plain and simple. Yeah, I'm with you here. I think Pitt's going to beat Wake Forest. Um, I just, 
I just think it's going to be it's, it's a lot of question marks on both sides. But give me a I, I would argue a better coach and a better quarterback. So I'm going to take Pitt. I don't know if I'd go with better coach, but definitely a better quarterback as of where we stand here in the preseason. And I think the Pitt, you know, after stumbling against Louisville, gets back to winning against Wake at Truest Field or whatever they are now, that glorified high school stadium. Pitt. I don't think it's Truest Field anymore. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think it used to be Truest Field. It's it's another one of those credit unions. I think it's a credit union now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since they got all the money. Uh, (laughs) Week nine. Uh, Pitt travels to Notre and faces the best quarterback, quote unquote, in college football, Sam Hartman, or as I'm going to start referring to him as Sam Bartman. Yeah, take that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but uh, as much as I hate Sam Bartman. Uh, I think Notre Dame will probably be the better team in this situation, and they'll probably win this also because it'll be a home game and Pitt will be on the road two straight weeks. Um, I feel like that that kind of wears on you. And I feel like, I mean, Notre Dame is it's going to be a good team this year if Sam Hartman pans out. Ugh. Uh, so I'm just going to say Notre Dame wins, Pitt loses. I... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely I'm going to Notre Dame here just because it's in South Bend. And you have uh, anytime Sam Hartman's playing an ACC opponent, he's probably going to win. I'm sorry, who? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying Sam Hartman. Uh, I like I Sam Hartman. I just said it. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like Sam Hartman. <laughs> and he's, he's going to disprove the old system QB, and he's going to lead the Irish to the New Year's Six Bowl. But I'm going with uh, Notre Dame to win this and win this pretty good. Uh, probably two scores. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the Pitt's going to have a solid effort for two, maybe three quarters. I think Notre Dame's the better and more talented team. They'll pull away. It's in South Bend. This was at Pitt. I might like say it's going to be a little closer, but I like the Irish at home. And their quarterback, who I do think is a good quarterback, but Sam Fartman. Sam Fartman. Throwing more like passing gas instead of throwing gas, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, uh, but but you were, you were talking about New Year's Six Bowl and made me think. Do you think Notre Dame's got an outside shot of making the college football playoff with uh, Sam Hartman at quarterback? Only if they go twelve and zero, and there are a uh, lot of teams that have unexpected losses. I think no, a one loss SEC team gets in over an undefeated Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at Notre Dame's schedule, so I don't, I don't really know. I know they they got to play like seven ACC schools, and then they're playing USC or whatever. I but, haven't looked at their schedule either, but if they beat USC and say they had Clemson and Florida State, and they beat both of them, and they, all these teams pan out, and they go twelve and zero, I think they make the playoff. Because if you have wins over USC, Clemson, Florida State, and they're all good, I mean, that's a hell of a um, resume. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know we get shit. You know the ACC. Well, he's not. They're not part of the ACC, but the schools that they would have to beat and they uh, playing in the ACC, they they get destroyed by the committee. So I don't think it's a shot. I don't think it doesn't matter. I don't think Notre Dame has a shot at getting into there because you're going to give me a a one loss Bama easy over 
uh, I, I think you even get that over a undefeated Notre Dame, just for whatever the committee is. I don't know why. I, one depends, loss, I think it depends on Bama. where. Yeah, depends on where who Bama loses to, or if that's like a one loss Bama in the SEC championship game. Yeah, like one loss yeah. Bama, one loss Georgia, and maybe one L- one loss LSU would get in. One loss any other SEC school, they're not. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that really helps Notre Dame this year is they're what top fifteen in the AP poll to start the year. Yeah. So usually, if you're if you're on the the higher end of the AP poll, you'll probably and, and you win and kind of stay consistent and don't fall back. You usually get kind of up there. But yeah, New Year Six is probably more realistic. But I just was wondering if you guys thought that they had an outside shot in on the, the college football playoff. Short um, answer is so, yes. Outside shot, yes. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I haven't looked at any of the uh, college football lines, or the college football playoff lines to see see if anybody – I have to look at those for a future, future episode purposes. Um, week 10, uh, Florida State comes to town. Uh, Florida State, I make no bones about it in the last episode and in previous episodes. I really like Florida State. I may or may not have a future on them to win the ACC this year. Um, but I think being week 10 and things are crazy in November, uh, this could be a lot closer than expected. It's going to be two great defenses going against each other. But I think Jordan Travis, the quarterback play, wins in the end. So give me Florida State beating Pitt at Pitt. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think Jordan Travis and the Knowles take care of business pretty pretty handily here. I think it's Florida State and they win by fourteen points. That's what I think is going to happen there. I agree. I think Jordan Travis, Johnny Wilson are going to carve up that Narduzzi defense. I always forget Johnny Wilson. I mean, that guy is like what six eight. God, he looks he looks Big taller dude. than he than he does out there on the field. He's going to be. He's going to be a he's going to be a handful for ACC defenses this year. Um, week eleven, uh, Pitt goes on the road up to the the Carrier Dome to the controlled uh, weather environment they have up there uh, <laughs> and play Syracuse. Uh, so I think Pitt's going to win this one just because I like Pitt better than I like Syracuse. It's not much analysis to it, but at this point. Uh, uh, we we've kind of we we talked about Syracuse uh, in the last episode. I just don't think Syracuse has got it to to hang with Pitt's defense. So give me Pitt in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Pitt wins this game. Um, I do think it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, a a close game. I don't know about over and under what I'd do with that, um, but I, I do think that. It's going to be closer than most people think, but I do think that Pitt wins this game. Yeah, I mean, it's a 3.30 kick, and it's a Saturday game. I'm a little weary of Friday night games on the ACC network up in Syracuse because those tend to, over the years, have had, had some weird outcomes. This isn't that. I think Pitt's going to be the overall just the better team, um, especially – now, the question I have going into November is, is Dracovic healthy? That's going to really be, uh, be the determining factor on how good Pitt will be down the stretch. But working on the assumption he's healthy this year, they beat Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, that is one thing about uh, the big question mark about Djokovic, if he can play a full full season, because I don't think he's done that. I know he didn't do that at In Boston College. But yeah, I don't think – he hasn't done it since his first stop, wherever that was. I'm not 100% sure. 
Notre Dame, right? Was it Notre Dame? I think I he was to, a Notre Dame yeah. transfer. I'll have to look that up. While, Let me look uh, that up. Y'all are t- yeah. He was either a commit uh, or a transfer. I don't think he – he definitely didn't play in Notre Dame. He didn't Dame. play there. But at wherever, he, wherever he started at, wherever he started at was definitely not where he, he played a lot. Yeah, so he was in Notre Dame be. from 2018 to 2019. Interesting. But if you he think about he's like a six-year. He started got, in no games and played in eight total over two seasons. Oh, boy. Interesting. The, so uh, he definitely got his richer. The offensive line play is definitely going to be better, I, I think, at Pitt than it, than it was at Boston College. So that, that's going to make a difference in his health also um, and his overall play. So I think with that, I'll give a bit of a doubt. I think he's still healthy at this point in the season. Yeah. So good transition here. Uh, week 12, Pitt's opponent, uh, it's their senior day. Uh, Boston College comes into town. Uh, so if Phil Dracovich is healthy, he's facing off against his former team, Boston College, especially on senior day as well. Um, I think if he's healthy and it's senior day and he wants to have a good final fuck you to Boston College, I think Dracovich is going to go off this game and Pitt wins by a lot of points. Yeah, um, I think it's a little bit of a revenge game, like you mentioned. So I think Pitt wins this, and I think it's a little bit, a little bit, probably 10, 14 point game is what I what I think happens here. Um, so I'll go with Pitt to win this. I agree. Pitt's just better. They win. So we end the season uh, on the road in Wallace Wade Stadium as Pitt travels to Duke. Um, Don't sleep on the Brunswick's too. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to when the tailgate tour goes up there in October when the state plays Duke and we uh, get to enjoy some Brunswick stew in the stadium. When it will be kind of chilly outside, maybe it not frigid, chilly. but it will be chilly enough for Brunswick be chilly. stew. It actually, so, yeah, it'll uh, be pretty chilly. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Good time for some stew. So, um, I. I <laughs> I like Duke in this situation. Um, I, I, I really like Riley Leonard. I think he's going to, um, if he's not going to be, I think he could be one of the, he's going to be number three because obviously Drake may and Jordan Travis are going to be one and two best quarterbacks in the ACC. But I think Riley Leonard has a chance to be number three um, in the ACC this year. Uh, so I, th- I think, um, I think Duke wins this one at home um, and Pitt l- finishes the season with an L and I got them at yeah, six and six. So I had my under hit. What, uh, what did I got Pitt coming into this with? I don't think it's really going to matter. Uh, coming into this game, you have them at six and five. I have Pitt six, five. Yeah. All right. Um, Oh, let's see here. So they're playing at Duke. Um, I don't know because I've, I've talked about Duke being pretty decent this year. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Pitt actually losing this game. I think I think the Blue Devils win this game. Um, even though I, I just feel like Duke has more of a not not as many losses, I guess, and has a little bit more returning. Um, from the past season when 
to overachieved, I do believe, but nonetheless, they won. So I think that this is a loss for Pitt. Nope. Both nope. of you are wrong. Pitt has been Duke's daddy since they've joined the ACC in football. They've won three straight. Duke has not beaten Pitt very many times. And last year, they beat Duke 28-26. Um, Pitt has won some weird games against Duke over the years. And I really do think that that continues at Wallace Wade this year. I think that uh, especially if, if Djokovic is healthy, but with bad quarterback play last year, they still beat Riley Leonard. Um, I, I think that Pitt ends on a high note. We're winning three straight after dropping a few in the middle of the schedule, finishing out with that Pat Narduzzi, Dave Doran special at around eight and four, baby. Yep, yep, eight and four. So Logan's over cash. Uh, <clears throat> took the last week of the season to cash, but a cash nonetheless. Um, so, so that's a. I think it's a good ceiling for Pitt this year. Eight and four is a. It's a good record. Um, yeah, I can't have, see him so. being nine wins. Not no. not yeah. nine regular season. No, no, nine with a bowl game, like nine and four or, or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't expect. Year. Yeah, I don't expect to see them in Charlotte, but you never know. Um, but maybe with the if it was still divisions, they could probably be in Charlotte again. But being that there's no more divisions, I think eight and four is good enough to get you a good bowl game where you can go nine and four. Oh. I agree. I mean, they're really only, and I, I mean this sincerely, about three teams that are have a shot at Charlotte this year. <clears throat> we'll cover three of them next week. All right, let's move on to Miami. Um, I'm guilty of always falling into the preseason hype. It's my favorite preseason tradition. Uh, the U is back. Now, when I say they're back, I don't necessarily mean old school 1980s, 2001 Miami back. I just mean that they're they're back to being eight, nine, ten wins. I think they're back this year. I think that uh, Cristobal is going to have the boys ready. What about you two? I think it's very uh, – it's very it's, – it's fun to be on this Miami train. I mean, you've seen the documentaries. Uh, everybody's watching 30 for 30. You watch those up to hype you up a little bit. And it's it's interesting to always see what happens because I feel like every year we do this. Every year. And so when when they let us down about week seven, you're like, damn, they're not as good as we thought they were. Um, that it's always heartbreaking. But I don't they don't have a whole lot of turnover. And even though they didn't get a lot of the quarterback play kind of let us down a little bit last year, Logan, we were talking about this. But yep. you know, um maybe this is the year of the turnaround. I I the ACC is better when Miami's good. And so for them to get to eight eight wins, that'd be great for the ACC. So I hope that happens. I think college football in general is better when Miami is good. And I know the ACC fans probably hate me saying that, but let's let's go back to the turnover chain days uh, when Miami beat the ever-living shit out of Notre Dame on ABC primetime, however many years ago it was, 2018, 2017. I don't remember exactly when it was, but they beat the shit out of them. And uh, I just I just say that it, it was a lot of fun. It, it, things are a lot more fun when Miami's good. So Miami's not that good. College football doesn't really seem to be that much fun to me. 
Um, it is kind of fun to see a little bit of the downfall, but it's it's a lot more juice. I feel like a lot more people get into it when Miami's good, and when Miami's bad, nobody gives a shit. Uh, but I do think that Mario Cristobal. See, Mario Cristobal was he was either on the team or he was on the coaching staff in the 2001 team that had like all those NFL superstars. So if anybody can turn around that program, it's Mario Cristobal. And if he can't do it, literally nobody else can, in my opinion. Nick Saban could. <laughs> yeah, but Nick Saban's not taking that job. <laughs> no, if not. he ever if he ever leaves Alabama, it's it's It'll to the <laughs> it's to no, it's to the back porch with the uh the the rocking chair and watching Coca Cola's and oatmeal cream pies. Yeah, yeah, he, he's not he's not coaching anywhere else other than Alabama. I I, I agree with you. I don't, why would you why would you why would you leave that and go somewhere else? But it's I I, I do think that Miami will be better this year than they were last year. That's my two cents. Yeah, if Tyler Van Dyke is, is not injured and and plays a full season to his capabilities, Miami will definitely be better than than they were last year. They won't be losing to Middle Tennessee State or <laughs> right. barely beating barely beating Bethune Cookman or whoever else they they barely beat last year. All right, Kenny, give us the over under. All right, as always, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Before recording this podcast, they're Win total is sitting at seven and a half wins. And the under is the juice at minus 140, the over plus 120. Seven and a half is a lot. That's a lot of wins. (laughs) I wouldn't say they have a tough schedule. I mean, I guess it kind of is there at the end, but seven and a half is a lot. They play Carolina, Clemson, and Florida State. So, yeah. And, oh, hold on. I missed it. Uh, yeah. One of those is on the road, though. Or no, two of them is on the road at Carolina and at Florida State. Clemson's at home. But still, that I, I don't know. Shit to me. <laughs> Seven and a half is just a lot to me, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so uh, what you going with, Kenny? I'm anxious to hear it. I think I'm going to just go with the under. I hate I, – I keep on saying unders, but damn it, these lines aren't aren't pushing you to say under. Because not everybody's going to go over their win total. It's mathematically impossible. So I, I'm just going to go under on this one, seven and a half under. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Give me the hook to help me. Yeah, I'm going under here. You got to read the hook. I'm, I'm going with under. You got the public, obviously, probably with the under. Um, I, I do think they can get the seven, and I don't think it's going to be that difficult to get the seven. But that extra eight separates a little bit. I don't think Miami's quite at eight, nine wins yet. Well, could I seriously say that the U is back? Back and not take the, the under. under? Yep. Yeah, you can't do that. Hell no. Nah. Give me the over. It's all about the U. Cash in that over, boys. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if it takes to week 13, week 12. Cash in that over. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, so, as always, with the week-by-week week breakdowns, I feel like a broken record at this point, but we're going to keep saying it. Uh, week zero, 
the U is on a bye week. They are not, unfortunately, playing week zero this year. Maybe next year. So they start week one playing Miami. Miami playing Miami. <laughs> Dude, we got to have that, that is that is, shout out to the whoever set up the schedules. That was like, you know who we need to play? Miami. And they're like, oh, like a inter, we do that spring game. No, 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 no. Miami. Miami of Ohio. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, Miami, Florida to win this game. Uh, it's not going to be close. Shout out to Maxion, though. We get a little Maxion week one in the ACC. Yeah, I, I think in order for the U to be back, they have to win this game. So I, I think Miami wins this game, and uh, maybe they maybe they blow this open. And <laughs> even though it is Miami of Ohio, um, maybe maybe they open some eyes. Like hmm, maybe it's a maybe it's a thumping. So I'm going Miami, Florida, to win this game. Objectively speaking, Florida is better than Ohio. Give me Miami, Florida, and the U. Makes sense to me. Like holy Toledo. <laughs> Oh, dude, don't bring up Holy Toledo. We don't need to relive that memory again. Uh, week two, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on, I lost my spot. Oh, yeah, Texas A&M comes to Miami and uh, face off each other. That That's a fun week two game. Uh, I feel like you'll get the uh, the uh, the may, maybe get possibility of a college game day treatment. Kind of just depends, um, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I am going to go with Texas A&M getting a little bit of revenge from last year, and I could be wrong, um, but I think Miami won last year. I might have to double-check. But either way, I'm going to say Texas A&M wins this year. Plain and simple. Jimbo is going to relive his days at Florida State and beat Miami. I uh, I disagree. I think that Jimbo's on the – is, is in a spiral here. I think there's some, some problems up there. Texas A&M and fuck their little pregame <laughs> shit on, thir- on Thursday, Friday, whenever they do it. That shit is terrible. I hate Texas A&M's uh, pep rally, I guess. Isn't that what it's called? What they're, what they're doing? With yeah. a, it's like a cult. It is but, like a uh, cult. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with the U to win this game. Fuck Jimbo and his lose the loss of the program here at Texas A&M. I don't think they win this game. So Miami wins. I don't dislike Jimbo, but if Texas A&M were stock, I'd sell that bitch. Uh, give me Miami. The the Hurricanes, the U. They beat the, whatever they are, the Aggies. The Aggies. Uh, I will say, I looked it up while y'all were talking. Texas A&M did win last year. So it almost makes me want to make the switch and say the home team wins here. Um, but I'm going to stick to my guns and, and go with that with Jimbo and the Aggies winning. Uh, next week, week three is the one FCS opponent is Bethune Cookman. Uh, plain and simple, Miami's got to win this, uh, or they'll never hear the end of it from not only Miami fans, but Florida State fans, Bethune Cookman fans. It, uh, Every fan in the in college football period will never let them let this one down. Uh, so I think Miami wins this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna make it quick and easy. Miami wins, and it's a blowout. 
Yeah, ditto. Week four uh, at Temple. Um, I feel like this was probably a game that was scheduled when uh, Manny Diaz was hired and they just hadn't got out of it. Uh, they just said, we're going to play this game. Um, I don't really know much about Temple football, but I know they're not that good historically. So I'm going to just say that uh, Miami wins this. It'll be a different environment for sure. It'll be the first road game of the year. So expect a little bit of rust and uncomfortableness um, traveling up to Philly. But I still think Miami wins this one. Yeah, I, I, once again, I don't think this is <laughs> I don't think this is close either. But I think it's gonna be Miami wins this and wins this pretty good. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste time. Miami wins. Miami's gonna win this like they did the sweepstakes for Manny Diaz over Temple. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I'm thinking about Manny Diaz. He he was he was at Temple. He was hired at Temple. He, he accepted the job and then to, yeah. to Miami. Yep. Yeah, that's that's why I'm thinking about Manny Diaz up there. Well, either way, so it's just another story for another day. Uh, week five is their bye week, so they're one of the few teams that play four games and go to a bye week, so they have a backloaded schedule. Uh, Jordan and Logan both have Miami being four and zero, and I have them being three and one. So I think that's four and zero is. Is definitely obtainable. I think three and one's a little bit more realistic, but I could just be buying a little bit more stock in the SEC than you guys are because, you know, in the SEC football, it just means more. Uh, so week six, week six, uh, Georgia Tech comes to town. Um, we talked about Georgia Tech on the last podcast. Uh, if, tr- if Tyler Van Dyke is still the quarterback, still healthy, I think Miami keeps it rolling. Against Georgia Tech here, I don't really see Georgia Tech putting up much of a fight, especially down in Miami. Uh, so give me the the Canes winning this one. Uh, this one, this one is interesting to me. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm making this a lot harder than I think, but um, I think this is going to be a tougher game for Miami, and. I really don't have that good of a just a gut feeling. It's really the only reason I have this. But I'm going with uh, Miami to win this, but it's very close. Give me the U. Simple. Man of many words over there. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting really simple with these. But we did go in ad nauseum the last episode about uh, Georgia Tech, so not much to be said. It hasn't already been said. Uh, week seven, Miami travels up to Chapel Hill to face on the great Drake May. Um, I think this is a loss. Uh, don't really got anything other than it's at Chapel Hill. Um, Drake May is probably the better quarterback of the two just because he's Drake May. And, uh, yeah. Pretty much it. I, I will say whatever the, this is going to be one of those games that whatever the number is, I'm playing the over. So, but I, I think Carolina wins this. Yeah, for some weird reason here lately, Carolina's had a little bit of Miami's number, um, and so I think it continues here. I think Carolina wins this game. Yeah, I mean Miami's going to be riding high. 
coming into yeah, this game. Shit. One, two, three, four, five wins or yeah. four wins. I have yeah. and five wins. You you guys got them at five and zero heading into this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that ends, and they're about to hit a little bit of a, a rough patch here on their schedule. First, with UNC Tar Heels and Drake May on his way to a Heisman campaign. Again, eleven and one. Only lost Georgia Tech. We got it. We got it. Georgia Tech. (laughs) Tar Heels. Oh, man. That that Carolina podcast is going to be so much fun. So much fun for Jordan, too. Uh, Next week, uh, Clemson comes to town. That's going to be a fun one, I think. Uh, Should be a primetime game, in my opinion, if, if it will be. We'll have to wait and see what the TV executives decide. But I am going to go with uh, Clemson winning this one. Um, uh, I don't really know what to expect with Clemson this year. Uh, I do think Kate Klubnick is a better quarterback than DJ Uyangele. Um But in the end, I think Clemson's defense is probably going to be slightly better than Miami's defense. So give me the Tigers to win this one. Um, yeah, I'm going with Clemson. Um, I don't think it's going to be that close. I think that Clemson's just going to beat down Miami after they've just got beat by Carolina. I think the beatings will continue until morale improves. So, um, I'm definitely going with, uh, the Tigers to beat Miami. Yeah. The, the, the U drops two straight Clemson wins. But will they drop three straight? I don't <laughs> think they will because week nine, Virginia comes to town. Ah, shit. So uh, <laughs> I, I think Miami gets back on track in this game. Uh, plain and simple, Virginia stinks. Miami will be better. Doesn't matter if Tyler Van Dyke's healthy or not at this point in the season or really if anybody's healthy or not on any side of the ball for Miami. Uh, they could probably put out the the third stringers and probably still beat Virginia at this point. Uh, so give me Miami to win this one. Yeah, bottom feeder of the ACC coming into town. Yeah, I'm taking Miami to win this and win this pretty handily. Three scores. Get right game for the U. They win big time. Week 10, uh, they go back on the road and actually start uh, three of the last four games on the road. Um, So Miami travels up to the Carter in Raleigh to take on Brennan Armstrong and the Wolfpack. Uh, Logan might hate me on this one, but I got Miami winning this. And the reason why I got Miami winning this is because State should beat Miami this year. They probably won't because they always tend to lose these November games when they should win. That's the only reason why I, I got Miami winning this one. Also, it's a little bit of bad juju from the last time Miami came to town. And, you know, our boy Christopher Dunn was was hitting them with with wrestling moves and, and celebrating <laughs> on the sidelines. And we ended up having that shit all come back to us, a little football karma there, and ended up losing that game. So I, I feel like it's just one of those things that the state's going to just lose this game, plain and simple, the you. Absolutely not. Miami's coming into the, the, the loudest place in the South, Carter Finley. No doubt in my mind. This is a Wolfpack win. 
by 10 points or more. I don't think this is going to be close. I think you got Brennan Armstrong is going to be the second coming of Christ for the Wolfpack here. And uh, so that's what I think is going to happen. I, I think that the whole program is turned around. And let's thing you know, you got stated at the New Year's Six Bowl. So I'm going with uh, the Wolfpack to win this and win this by at least 10 points. That's a fine speech, but you know the problem you have with that is I just don't believe you when you say it. You got to have a little bit more gusto when you. When I'm, you, I'm just when saying what, the, what I believe. What I believe is it, it just didn't have the passion behind it. No, no maybe no, next episode. No, um, no. Realistically, State's lost two straight against Miami. I don't think they lose three. Um, I think that State wins at home in this one. Um, we'll get more into it on the State episode, but I've got us losing four games. I don't have Miami as one of the four games lost. Uh, and I think that Miami is uh, after they get after they get some confidence after UVA, and then they run into a a solid, tough football team with NC State, and they they lose a close one. Week eleven, they go to Florida State and take on the Seminoles, a good old rivalry game uh, between Miami and Florida State. I think this is going to be the marquee matchup of of Week 11. Um, All eyes will be on this. This could potentially be a, call it top 20 uh, matchup maybe. Thank you. Outside, I don't actually never mind uh, looking at their at the, my win totals. They're, Miami won't be a top ten team, um, but it'll still be a good one. Um, I think Florida State ends up winning this game just because it's at home. If it was at Miami, I'd probably say a little bit different because Miami, you know, this will be a primetime game. Doesn't matter what channel have it either be espn abc or even the cw which i don't imagine this game being on the cw and if it is i will vomit uh so give me uh the knolls to win this one yeah i think florida state wins this i don't think we have to worry about a wide left wide right i don't think that really (laughs) matters at this point (laughs) in this in this game i think florida state beats them by i don't know 17 points so I'm going Florida State to win this and win this pretty handily. Yeah, I mean, just like earlier in the season, um, where they ran across and went into a two-game losing streak, I think it happens again. They lose to Carolina, Clemson back to back. They lose to State, Florida State back to back. Week twelve, uh, Senior Day, uh, Louisville comes to town, and. I think I'm going to say that Miami wins this just because it's senior day. You're coming off of two straight road games. Uh, a lot of things get cured on the home field. Um, but I think this is going to be another one that's going to be a marquee matchup. You know, a lot of people are going to watch. I think Miami wins this one. It's going to be a very close game. I uh, actually think that Louisville's going to win this and the losing streak continues. I think that at this point, Miami has done what Miami is going to do to us and have one of them collapses near the end of the year and really make me question why I get the hype up on Miami. Um, so I think they lose to Louisville here on senior day. And then that'll be that'll be something for us to talk about with, uh, with the Miami faithful. But I think Louisville wins this game. I think this is going to be a game that I'm going to be interested in watching come this time of year on November 18th. I think it's going to be a very fun, close game, and I think that Miami edges out Louisville. Get their seventh win of the season. 
Uh, last weekend of the season, week 13, Miami goes up to the rigid temperatures up in Chestnut Hill because it will be in November and it will be cold up there in okay. Chestnut Hill. It will be cold at this point. Uh, they take on Boston College. Uh, even though it's going to be cold and when he was on the podcast, our boy Hathley's Troops said that uh, he's got Boston College winning this one. Uh, I, I will take what he said in consideration that the temperatures are going to affect those Miami boys a little bit, but I still think Miami's going to be better than BC this year. So give me Miami to finish the season eight and four. So my under uh, lost by one game. It got down to the last bit right here. I, uh, I, I think Miami wins this. I don't think it matters to temperature. Now, it, I mean, it might affect it a little bit at the first half of the game. But I still think Miami's a better team, overall team, than Boston College. And so uh, I think they win this and get to seven wins. Miami, Boston College. Yeah, there. It's, 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 it's queued up. There it is. Eight and four, baby. They hit the over. The U is back. A couple years, they're going to be ten wins, and they're going to be back to the CFP. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Miami's going to be officially back this year by going eight and four, but it'll be a step in the right direction. Uh, right. I agree. <laughs> Can't yeah. be worse than last year. <laughs> yeah. Can always go up. You can always go uphill. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. I guess it can be. Uh, but so I'm the only one that hit. Well, Logan hit his total. I hit my total. Kitchen, you just barely missed yours, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I kind of that that state game is kind of a toss up in my opinion. So eight and four, seven and five. That that's kind of where I got them. Um, and I guess you could see because y'all y'all talked about how Texas A and M is going to come into to Miami and Miami run the brakes off of them. But I I don't know. Maybe I'm just too biased by the SEC, too blinded by how good they are. To, yep. to just think that Miami means. could be, yeah, just, just how much it means. <laughs> just ask oh, Vanderbilt when they play against Hawaii in a high school stadium. God, that's gonna be great. Oh, we, I did look up and see that uh, that is gonna be on TV. I think it is the SEC Network. So there's no way that they'll have uh, they'll have enough cameras there. But you'll see them everywhere. It's gonna be a disaster. It's gonna be great to watch. So Kenton. Got a surprise for you. So we're oh, really? so we're starting into week zero, and we're gonna start our picks for a couple of games of week zero tonight. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I love this. <laughs> oh man, give it to me. All right, I got a couple of games. I only have a handful because most of them I don't give a shit, but we're gonna hit the ranked teams. And um there's actually two other games I just want to do just for the fuck of it. Um so we'll start out. Uh, the two thirty is the first football game of the year that counts. So we'll go with that. Navy at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a twenty and a half point favorite. So Kenshin, since you're the big week zero uh, guy, what do you think? What's your pick on that spread? Notre Dame favored twenty and a half. Twenty and a half. And did you look up the over under? I'm just curious. No, I didn't. I just <laughs> I was, the spread. Okay, okay. I'll look up the over under later. Um. 
Uh, this game is being played in Ireland, if I if I remember correctly. So <laughs> it is. So it's, that it's, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, this game is so much. Uh, there's so much hype surrounding this game. They can't even play it in the United States. <laughs> they have to go all across the Atlantic Ocean to play it. Um, no, uh, Sam Hartman's first game at Notre Dame's quarterback. Um, Sam Hartman will uh, not shit his pants on national television, especially against Navy. Um, so I think Notre Dame's going to win, but 20 and a half is a lot of points, especially the first game of the season and not even in uh, the country that uh, you're going to play, you know, the rest of your games in. Um, also, the weather conditions will probably be un- for not be favorable towards the over. So whatever the number is, I'd probably play the under um, because Ireland is a, a wet and, and rainy um, environment. So I would say without looking at the number, I'd play the under and then I would play uh, Navy plus 20 and a half, but Notre Dame to win the game. So I, I, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the spreads or you just want to do straight up winners for these, we'll do, for these weak picks? You can do either one. What do we usually do, Logan? Don't we usually do the money? Line? Y'all just did last we year. Do. We just did winners. Yeah. So money line is the only thing that counts for the season total. You can offer up your pick on the spread, but it won't count for anything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I picked uh, Notre Dame to win. So. Yeah. Um, Logan, I'll let you go next. I'll go, I'll go last. I believe the second year in a row that Notre Dame's played in Ireland to start the year. I think they played Northwestern last year. No, it was Northwestern in Nebraska. So, no, it was Notre Dame this year. Oh, yeah. two, two years ago, I believe. Two years ago. when they okay. did that. So, yeah. I Look, I have a lot of respect for the United States Naval Academy. A lot of respect for the United States Navy, but and Notre Dame's going to win this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, how how can you pick against the Fighting Irish in Ireland? <laughs> I mean, you, you can't do that. So, I'm going Notre Dame money line and Notre Dame by 20 and a half. I think the cover spread. I'm going with that because I think they win by three. Scores. Sam Fartman, and I, so, I I know who they got a quarterback, so I think that's going to happen. So, so you think even with, I mean, I I, I haven't I, I I don't know what part of Ireland they're playing, but if I get a good guess, it's going to be cold and and rainy up there, or colder. It's not going to be like frigid temperatures is is the the term that we've been using, but it's going to be like in the 50s, if I'd guess. 50s and rainy and wet. So you think the Notre Dame can can cover three touchdowns against Navy? I think in, Jordan's in rain, saying even with Sam Hartman as quarterback. I think that Jordan's saying that by the fourth quarter, Navy is going to be gassed after playing Sam Hartman. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think Notre Dame's going to walk the dog on it. And, uh, you know, maybe it's in Dublin and we can get into a pickup live with. Dublin, Ireland, but I won't use that cheesy uh, pickup line uh, on the on the air unless I get permission. But it's kind of vulgar. Um, <laughs> so, so the next game we got is UTEP at Jacksonville State. Now I just want this game. Jesus Christ! I just want it, and I'm gonna throw some money on this. You bet your ass I am. Five thirty, CBS Sports Network. Stay tuned. So it's uh even line, UTEP at Jacksonville State. I think it's Jacksonville State. Even? Even. And yeah, Jackson, Jacksonville State, yeah. 
even yeah. line. Holy shit. That is yep. nuts. So, so, so at Jacksonville, at uh, Jacksonville State. At the home. T- yeah, at, it's got to be because it's, it's UTEP on top of Jacksonville State. Yep, it's at Jacksonville okay. and Jacksonville, Alabama. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah, because Jacksonville is not yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. No, that's where Riley Green played football. Hmm. I did not know that. He was a quarterback there. So Kenton, just for that, because I like just for that, because I like Riley Green's music, Jacksonville's state money line. No, no, no other reason. Just Jacksonville state money line. Logan, UTEP. Hmm, I like it. I like it because I'm going UTEP also. Give me. Uh, are, are they in the Are they in the American? I don't fucking know. Who's, it doesn't the, who's matter. even in the American? They, they were in the Conference USA at one point. I don't, I don't know. Think I'm so. going with yeah, UTEP. Yeah. I, I think they're still in the Conference USA. I almost said Conference of Champions. Um, <laughs> Conference USA. That's Pac-12. This no longer existed. I uh, Pac-4 at this point. I'm definitely going with UTEP Moneyline. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it just feels good. Feels good. So I'm going with UTEP there. All right. The, <laughs> the next game we got, 730 SEC Network. Everybody's favorite, Hawaii at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a 17 and a half point favorite. Uh, they beat the shit out of Hawaii last year. Um, so, Kenton, what you got? They did. And I remember watching that game. I remember I had the over, and the over missed by like two points or something like that. It was something stupid. Um, we, we've jokingly talked about on this podcast that Vanderbilt is, uh, playing in a high school stadium because they still haven't done all the renovations to their actual stadium. So it's going to be a joke. Um, but with that being said, I still think Vandy covers 17 and a half. It's crazy to think, um, but they, they beat him pretty handily last year at Hawaii. And usually you would think that when you make the trip all the way to Oahu or wherever the, the rainbow warriors are at, you get a little bit of jet lag, but I, I think Vandy covers this. I hate it, um, but Vandy covers and Vandy. Well, Vandy wins. Vandy covers. Have, yeah, uh, um, you know, for shits and giggles, let's play the over. Um, I don't know what the number is because I haven't looked at it, but let's let's just play the over. It's not at the the automatic. Always play it because usually I play Hawaii overs when it's in Hawaii and it's a midnight Eastern time kickoff. But I think I, I, I could see this game being just fucking nuts in in the over cashing. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. this this isn't about how good Vanderbilt is. It's more of an indictment of how bad Hawaii is. Commodores, my boy Jay Cutler, go Vandy. Um, high school hey, stadium. It is at a high school stadium. Hey, Vanderbilt beat Florida and Kentucky last year. Just, just so you know. Um, I'm going with Vanderbilt to win and cover because I'm not getting burnt on the points again. So I think Vanderbilt wins this, and because it's the SEC and it just means more. So they win and cover. All right. So now to our last game of the night for Week Zero. I don't even know why I'm doing this for the spread purpose, just for the fuck of it, I guess, because it's a great game. <laughs> San Jose State at USC. Heisman winner, Caleb Williams. 
is a quarterback there for USC. So, Kenton, what you got? It's a 31-point favorite for USC. That is, that, that, is, that is something. Uh, that is a huge total. Um, I'm already going to tell you I'm playing the over in that one. Um, uh, I think I saw it. It was like 63 and a half, I think, is what I, what I oh, had locked God. in. It might have it might have gone up a little bit more now but but when when i locked it in it was it was a uh, 63 and a half um yeah uh Caleb Williams is going to show why he's more than likely going to go back to back Heisman uh winner here uh he he's going to demolish that that San Jose State defense he's not going to play the entire second half he won't need to uh USC will win cover and the over mm. No one's done back-to-back Heisman since the 70s, which is why I think there's a realistic shot that Drake May wins the Heisman this year. But more on that next week. Um, Plus 1,000 odds. I mean, like, look here. San Jose State, God bless you for scheduling this game, but USC is, like, they're going to win, and they're going to win by a million. Now, let me, let me, I went through things. In the last five games last year, USC did not beat anybody by 31, except they beat Colorado by 31 points, by more than 31 points. Uh, San Jose State barely beat Hawaii and got destroyed by San Diego State by 20-some points. That logic being said, I'm going USC, and they're going to cover. But the only thing that that scares me is that they pull out Caleb Williams, but I don't think it really matters. And next thing you know, we have backdoors galore. And then then I'm sitting here cussing um, USC. But I don't think it really does matter that much. So I'm going USC to win and cover. See, the difference between last year and this year's USC team is USC's defense is was non-existent last year. I mean, they gave up like 40-some points against Utah, which Utah was a good team. But yeah. still, it was – it shouldn't have got that high. Um, so they've made a lot of improvements here on the defense. I think it's going to show early in this game, especially to San Jose State. And if it doesn't, that's going to be the problem. And it's going to be the talking point all year along with USC. Be like, yeah, their offense is great. Caleb Williams is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Will be a great quarterback in the NFL. But their defense can't stop, you know, running water. Uh, so. That's why I got them to cover the spread and the over. I just don't, I think they'll they'll score enough points that the San Jose State won't need to contribute to the over because USC's got it covered. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. That's your week zero picks. Just for love it. Love this just week zero talk. And just gonna yeah. throw it in there that uh, I already have UMass plus seven and a half. Uh, they're starting. Uh, an old ACC guy, uh, Tyson Pumachan, as their quarterback uh, at UMass. Yeah, yeah, the old Clemson slash Georgia Tech quarterback, Tyson Pumachan, starting for UMass. That's not the only reason why I'm playing uh, UMass plus seven and a half. I'm playing it because New Mexico State is dog shit in every sport. They should drop out of D1 and drop to D2. UMass is going to win. That's going to be, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's the lock of the, of the weekend, but. It, it's a strong possibility that I might call it the lock of the weekend, but right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the stamp on it yet. You're going to put the stamp on it yet. You're going to have to talk to me about it. Yeah. After, yeah we're going to discuss it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. Yeah. 
we're definitely going to discuss it. Um, but yeah, be sure to give us five stars, great review on Spotify and Apple podcast, uh, in the link of, in the description of this podcast, there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Shout out Friday night, Jimmy for the voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Anything, any questions, any comments, anything you want to say, or if you can tell us, fuck ourselves, that's a place to do it. Um, you know, check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com for blog content and merch. Um, this episode is brought to you by Parlay Play. If you like daily fantasy sports, you like the overs, the unders, you like to uh, live on the edge like Kenny Stats and Wolfpack Jordan do. They like to play the parlays. I always hear them, these fellas talking about, I, I need one more to, to carry out my lay. <laughs> but if, if you like living that kind of life, this is for you. It's free money. Deposit up to $100 match with the code Cold cans pick them. The C O L D C A N S P I C K E M. Cold cans pick them. Parlay play. Uh, there's no reason not to. It's a lot of fun. And uh, parlay play. Make sure you do that. Cold cans pick them. For this episode of Tailgate Season presented by the Cold Cans Network, I am Logan sitting here with Jordan and Kenny Stats. See you next time.